and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of owning uh, too many wheelbarrows. Right. <laughs> this is, I really need to think about these things more. <laughs> Because we, because it started, it started fun and like with a podcast equivalent, something weird and funny and quirky. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm just like whatever is in my mind at the time. Too many wheelbarrows. It's because you were shopping for wheelbarrows already. Shopping earlier, for wheelbarrows. It? Yeah. You, you um, for your for your two by two garden. Yeah. Did you ever hear the? Yeah. You, you, it's a tidy little garden. Did you ever hear the Billy Connolly joke about when he used to work at the? This joke. This podcast is essentially regurgitating other people's jokes as well. Oh, it really is. The, it the really one about. Is. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll hear one from me later. Okay, well, the regurgitating the it was basically the Billy Connolly. I'll not drag it out. You you worked in the crematorium, I think, for a time at the Glasgow Infirmary, and um, he decided it would be a very funny one day when he was trans. Oh, basically because they used to take them from the hospital to the crematorium, and they were right. next door to each other. Right. And for a time, I think they did it underground. And whilst they were kind of, they used to ferry them underground in a small tunnel. But for some reason, they couldn't do it for one day, so they had to for about a week transport them over the road, over the busy road in the centre of Glasgow. And so they used to put them into this massive wheelbarrow and then put a cover over it and transport them from the hospital, the dead bodies, into the crematorium. And Billy right. Connolly had the job to be able to transport them for a week. And he thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if he... Lo- and it was a big wheelbarrow, loaded a, right. a, load of, a load of bodies into this one wheelbarrow, right? But, like, at least five bodies. And he stuck one, the right arm out one side, right. the, the left arm out the left side, but, right. like, quite a bit over. Right. The right leg out one side and the right and the left leg out the other. So basically and then put a tarp over the center. So all you see was these these four limbs sticking out at really odd distances. Right. So essentially it looks like he's transporting a giant human across the center of Glasgow. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so see what I'm saying? That, yeah, oh, that right, was just, okay. That was, yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, so I'm at, so this was like post-rigor mortis then? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, these, yeah, things yeah, yeah. Are, these things are stiff solid. as a, yeah. Solid. Stiff as your son in the morning. That is, right. that is, that is, that is genuinely, <laughs> that is them. Um, but it was, it was absolutely bananas. You, and, you've got uh, loads of all those wee little... Well, we little sayings. The we little sayings. The we little sayings that I'm that I I assume all come from your dad. No, they don't. Never, they don't. Not uncle? a single one. No, no. That that's got to be a dad slash uncle. Look over thing. Here. Well, you're looking at one right now. The amount of times I get told how much of a dad or uncle I or I'm already an uncle. So you know, there you go. Oh, there, there but, you go. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's really funny. Anyway, how how have you been? How yeah, you, good. You, you you've been playing tonight. You were playing today. No, I, I was actually teaching today as well. Oh, you were teaching. Oh, well, I was very, teaching, very good. but you know, because my because my work day doesn't usually start till like four p.m. Because ah. you know, I teach a lot and uh, after school kind of hours. So you only come out at night. No, exactly. Don't you, I, only, don't you, yeah. I, only, I only come out come out at night when everyone fears me and they see yeah. me in every shadow. That's you know, it. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. They, you know what I'm saying? They, and they, you seek vengeance. And I do. I do. Well, actually, violin. It, it has been said that I am vengeance and uh-huh. and, 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 I, and and violin and, and violin. violin. I'm You're. The, I'm vengeful. I'm the vengeful. Do you say that? Violin. Yeah. No, absolutely. not even, not even vengeful. Oh, people, d- when people go, when people say to you, "Who are you?" Do you just, do you look at them and go, "Violin, violin." <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you do? I'm violin. Yeah, I do. That'd do be that. good. That'd I do be really do that. good. No, but the other thing I did, obviously, um, as as I was saying, because I don't usually start working until like four. Usually, because you're on the game. Usually, before that. Before that, I'm either practicing, which is, you know, still work for me. But today, I decided not to do it because I've been 
so busy the last the last like week it's been crazy so i decided to take a little morning off today and i went to the cinema and i went to see uncharted you who do you think you are honestly but as if you've got time to be able to go and do that in a busy day in a busy schedule take time to yourself actually to look after yourself and to go oh, yeah. and do some some TLC. I know, fuck me, right yeah did you um <laughs> you you said it was a film didn't you i did i did say it was a film do you know what i enjoyed it though i think it was i think if it was a movie that was like date night or you know if we've not been to the cinema together for like ages have we yeah see if it was our date night oh i see right sorry yeah. i thought sorry, you meant if a... it was the movie date night no no no, no no i'm saying if it was if... no 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 I, what i'm saying is if it was a movie that if won... it was the 2013 movie with steve carell date night oh yeah, yeah. no 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 okay i was meaning if it Don't was a movie was that was chosen to be a a date night movie yeah yeah sure yeah. Cinema, either with yourself or my lovely partner yeah uh, I think I would have been more disappointed, but this time I was by oh. mys- I, I was by myself. I got some popcorn and a coke. Yeah, and it was just it was great. It cinema was popcorn and coke. It was a lot of fun. What's that? Cinema popcorn and coke. Yeah, cinema popcorn. Are you and coke. dealing drugs? How can you on that honestly? <laughs> but but the thing, I the mean, th- a re- you... regular size. I didn't go large. Well, the sure. thing, well, steady. Yeah, but the thing is, would you have felt the same way if you had streamed this? If this went straight to streaming, or if you just waited till streaming, would you have finished this and felt better or worse? No, I would have felt exactly the same. Okay, at that's stream, fine. Uh, at, at streaming, I, thanks, I genuinely... thanks for my yeah. Thanks for answering my hypothetical nonsense question. Very I honestly, know, <laughs> I know it, it was. I mean, I suppose if I actually sat down and put everything in like a pie chart or a spreadsheet or something, and then I take into fat into account the fact that I had to spend money to that's go to what the I cinema, mean. whereas I I could have spent money on, on sort of the streaming service to watch it at home. You know, yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. You're still paying for it, just seeing it on the on the big screen. And you know, oh. I get you know, go out, get some fresh air. Yeah, I was out. L- the, listen I, to the Batman soundtrack on the way. I was uh, I was out the weekend. I got some fresh air. Of course, I was in uh, the beautiful Rome. I went to oh. watch the uh, the Scotland uh, the Scotland Italy game. Fabulous! And how was, was it? I I didn't watch it. It was good. I mean, of course, we have been banned from doing rugby chat ever we since have. people yeah. sort of threatened us. There was some bricks <laughs> thrown in through the window. It was my um, mum. Alex's address. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, it was my mum. She was, totally she was sick of it lot, last year. Lot, she sent us an email. Were... She sent us email. In fact, she sent us an email every week after mm. our, each episode dropped. And she was like, boys, no, nobody cares. stop with the rugby chat. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. We, you're we neither, you're neither big nor clever. Stop I... doing it. I mean, I've been getting my kicks listening to all sorts of other rugby podcasts, and we'll do we can maybe do a Six Nations wrap up next week at the end of the Super Saturday. Um, yeah. But of course, yeah, in 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 Rome, never been there before. Amazing city. Have you ever Isn't been? It? Oh, have you been? You've been before? Have you? Yeah, I've been to Rome. Yeah. Ah, cool. Was it just a sort of sightseeing tour? Was it, or did you go for I the rugby? Or on it, on it? No, it was it was honestly just for the day, and my predominant memory of it was that it was like forty five degrees because it was in oh. July. Oh, I see. Oh, well, we couldn't have been. It couldn't have been the more opposite. It was freezing whilst we were there. Um, but we loved it. Great city. Um, the food is awesome, obviously. People were lovely. There was, a, there was thousands of kilts, obviously, because of the game. It was great. Yeah. Bagpipes galore. Loved it. Loved it. Fabulous. Um, so it was good. Um, so we are, of course, not a fabulous podcast. 
We are in we're fact not. we're a shit no, podcast. As we well, are in yeah. fact a shit music and movies podcast. And each week we will talk about. Whew, I mean, some of the most anti- like I think this was the most anticipated movie for me this year. Yeah, and we we got it out of the way in March. Yeah, we got it early March. doors. This this was the most anticipated movie in twenty twenty. Uh, two for me <laughs> for me this year we got there in the end we pause yeah yeah fucking what year are we in um <laughs> because alex i, I mean i th- i think and i said this to you enjoyed i think but I, well, what i said to you was this was one of the best value for monies i've ever had at the cinema but i think this is one of the most uh, and you know me very well you know what i like and you know yes. what i'm uh, you know i'm a fan of I'm a big yes. Batman of fa- a big Batman of fan. Yep. I'm a big fan of you're, things like the you're a fan Ar- man. I'm a big fan. I'm a fan. I'm Jeff, I'm yeah. vengeance. I'm fan man. Uh, big fan of the Arkham games. Big fan of the Rogues Gallery. Big fan of beautiful sweeping score. Uh, the the cinematography of a film with little words. I mean this. I think this was a perfect film for all the Ooh. things that I love. I, and, and I and I'll and we're obviously going to be doing spoilers, but I yes. just so if you've not seen it, please go and see it and then come back and listen. But but I I fucking adored this movie. Yeah, I just we just adored. grinning ear to ear all the way through. Uh, oh, well, probably, mate, well, probably not to be honest. It's not no, that kind of movie. But but don't get me wrong. I I I loved this movie so much and i was there were so many moments that made me smile and made me just go oh yes like this is it like and there was some very very carefully designed i mean i think when the like for example when they introduced the batmobile oh my god i was pumped the hairs were standing on end yeah yeah, 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 i mean they were they weren't introducing the batmobile they were fucking releasing a monster like that is what it was a monster was coming out of its cage i was i was uh, that's one of the points i was gonna i was gonna hit when we were were talking about the movie i mean do we just do we just dive into it since we've since we've started are we coming back to that again we are going to come back to that we can come back to again yeah of course right I'll, I'll i'll make the point to come back to that i will make that point uh, here, he, here. I'm making my right. point. Um, but but I, I had one word um, that describes this movie. I actually think this was one of the most romantic movies I've seen in so long, and I thought it was just everything about it, pure just romance. And every so often, I'm going to talk about the different parts of the movie. We'll go through the stuff, but. It was just romantic. It was the the music was romantic. The style was there was there was a deep love for everything that everyone did in this movie. Everyone who really focused on they loved what they did. They they it was their thing. You know, Bruce right. Wayne was Batman. Commissioner Gordon was a good police officer, and he loved and he felt that was the right thing to do. You know, there was just this intense romance or this palpable tension between Catwoman and Batman and 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 then you've got the color of red and oh I'm just like it was just beautiful and it was oh it was it was sadistic anyway sorry I've just I've gone on around on you sadistic you yeah yeah of course because it was just like it was twisted love and right oh, okay it was just it was oh my goodness that's a lot of feelings wrapped up yeah. in there my goodness yeah. yeah calm yourself down oh mate Jeez, you got a job to do here. Mate, My God. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, I really 
really enjoyed it as well. Like, I, I think, yeah, I'd say I'd, I loved it as well. Like, honestly, like 100%. I mean, is that it? Two thumbs up? Should we just leave it there? We should know. <laughs> so, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through a few different things. So we've obviously got the plot, and then let's go some subcategories. We'll talk about the costumes, the setting, the story. Um, we'll talk about the characters, obviously, um, Batman, Catwoman, Riddler, um, Gordon Alfred. Uh, and then we're going to get to the score, um, which will be a big section. We'll, oh, yeah. We want to break down some parts of the score. Um, and then we'll talk a few, some sort of next steps um, of you know where this franchise goes next. So that's yeah, that's your plan for this. How do how'd you like that, Alex? I love that plan, Cal. Awesome, cool. Oh, plan maestro. So with the plot, um, the first thing I have in no particular order, I want to ask you, what did you think about the costumes? What did I think about the costumes? I don't like his collar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard of people say this. I mean. I was I couldn't kind of take my eyes off the Batman costume in particular, and obviously it was so visually striking though. It like, was it really, really was. It it was just and and I liked it because it had that homemade look about it. Yeah, but it also really was. it was bulletproof as well, and it's just like what the fucking juxtaposition that it kind of provides. Well, homemade, but also he's a billionaire, so he, he so he he has access to homemade materials yeah, that he, others don't. Yeah, totally. And it's not and it's not quite and it's not quite as simple. Obviously, they they kind of explained it in an extremely easy to understand way in the Nolan movies. Yeah, where, it's just it's just where, armor tech. Where yeah. where. His com his parents' company ended up doing arms manufacturing. Therefore, he has access to um, advanced Kevlar. Therefore, he has access to tanks. Right. Therefore, he has access to that. And that's very very easy to, to understand. Whereas this one is just like, oh no, 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 no. He did it himself. He's put it all together himself. But at the end of the day, he is still filthy fucking rich. Yeah. So yeah. he has. So he just has access to materials that others just don't. I did, and and we'll dress it up top. I mean the 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 eye makeup. Now I um I I've I remember the first trailer that came out and the, the you know the the something in the way trailer the first thing and the oh, kind yeah. of that that look and the Kurt Cobain kind of look and I'll get back to that as, as a point. I I love love the idea that he he wears the makeup and everyone's obviously talking about the makeup and there's some fun videos where like people have been imposing the makeup onto other batmans as they've kind of oh, come yeah. out and out this is very good but but i um i i just love that raggedy homemadeness about it but also it's the word i would use is, is iterative and i think the catwoman costume as well had a little bit of this you know they were year two costumes, or I, I get maybe her year one for her. I don't know if it was she sort of yeah. started similar time, but they were both very, especially the Batman's very iterative costumes. In that you can tell he is everything that he wears. He wears it for a really good purpose because clearly he's learned a lesson either in a scuffle in a brawl in a fight you know he wouldn't be wearing bulletproof armor if he didn't feel it was actually necessary yeah you know, so they, things get th things get added as a result of confrontations he's had in the past and go oh if i had this then mm. i could avoid that situation again mm. and you can see him just like l learning things throughout this movie and i had to add it. I, I thought it was excellent yeah. um what did you think of gotham man like Oh. That was that was fucking Gotham, right? Like, yeah, that was the most Gotham Gotham has ever been. Yeah, like, as far as like live action is concerned. Yeah, although maybe with a hint of the you know Tim Burtonness about it. 
Yeah, well, we'll get back to the Tim Burton stuff yeah, because it, there's there's a huge amount of influence that's come from it that, is, it is It is really striking, though, because throughout the whole movie, this was the Gotham that you sit as an audience member and look at and go, who the hell in their right minds would live here? Yeah. What an absolute shithole. Yeah. Like, absolute hell on earth. Yeah. The, the, the lot of it. And it reminds me a lot of playing the Arkham games. Yes, you know, of course. Of, you know, of course, you know, you know yeah. when, you, when you play Arkham City and Arkham Knight and you're going around this place and you look at the the architecture and like, obviously in Arkham Knight, the whole thing's a war zone. So maybe that's a bit unfair, but you do look at all of it and you go, my God, who'd want to live here? Fucking yeah. hell. Whereas, yeah. Again, I, there's going to be so many comparisons to the Chris Nolan movies because, of course, there is. Yeah, because but, they, but this they is were masterpieces a... in their own light, and the Gotham in that one was very much. Like it was like the... New York, Chicago kind of. Stuff. Yeah, to be honest, it was more like it. It was more like a more corrupt, what I imagine Metropolis to be like. Yeah. But if you remember, though, I was having a go at the League of Shadows in Batman Begins, and I was saying, "Why do they care so much about this?" And uh, I was kind of fucking str- ninjas. No, no, but I was, but I was kind of, yeah, and I was kind of struggling with the disconnect between why they were so obsessed with the city. Whereas if you if you'd held those League of Shadows in this film, it would have made a lot more sense to me. And do you know what I mean? Like you could probably still continue that League of Shadows narratives and make them really dark and this mystical, um, you, you know, league almost. And and then as, in, as, in Go- Goth- as in Gotham has lost its way and it yes. needs to be cleansed, yes, type yes. thing, and you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. that more in this movie. Exactly. Because I'm not I w- sure. I'm not sure. I'm struggling. Well, I was. Str- I just struggling looking at the Gotham in Batman Begins and the Dark Knight to follow and thinking it's not that bad. Well, no, it's because it's systemic in yeah. the Nolan movies. That's why it's because it's systemic. It's because it's the people that are. Um, but I felt that far more in this movie. Do you know what I mean? Like the undercover plots and the and the and the Falcone and and the you know as they were bringing in you know your your parents also weren't good you know they were wrapped up yep. in this too. Like it, this felt more systemic. This felt it, it it turned all of those um almost the things that are in the background. It turned the volume up in those far more with regards to the kind of this is a fucking grim place and every yeah. you, people will kill you just to get past you or to put some food on their table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 and I just never really got that. I mean, maybe, just, as I say, just me, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I, I, know, I know the point you're making. I do know the point you're making. Yeah. Um, but oh, I, th- I thought it was excellent. And, no, and it I th- was. The, the, the look and the feel of it really was. But I'm just going slightly back to the costume. Yeah. The, and especially the Batman costume. There was quite a few instances where it was really focused on his boots i loved it i loved that and his footfalls and it was always when he was approaching uh you know at the beginning of like a gang or the penguin in Mm. uh, after the motorway uh chase yeah and all you'd all you'd see that filled the screen with these was these massive boots and all you'd hear is just thud like yeah. in impending doom like oh this guy's about to come and fuck you yeah up. yeah exactly like, oh my god it, yeah he, so it was, he was the grim was reaper so he was he really he was, was the grim Re- reaper and and you know it gets me to the last the last but you know just just i thought the pace and you know the editing and all this sort of stuff i mean three hours we've talked about this i think you maybe could have missed some parts of this movie out 
Um, I think there is a longer cut out there somewhere. And I think Christ, a lot of people... Really? Exactly. I do My think God. there is. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. I Release think the, the Reeves cut. I know. Well, Reeves. no, no. I think it was Reeves that did the editing and, and he was, you know, largely responsible for a lot of that stuff. He he, he had a huge control yeah, of this no, movie. Yeah, I know. I was making, I was making, I was yeah, making no. fun of stupid trolls. Yeah, no, sure, sure. <laughs> but, but like, but I think, but, but again, though, it's a valid point, right? Like, he controlled this. He had the yeah. control of this movie. He made what he wanted to make. It was, it was bloody brilliant. With some possible exceptions. Yeah, go for I'm it. That I'm sure we'll come to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. Um... So yeah, I mean, and and the last little thing is is the plot, the story. I I had a couple of little flaws with the story or the plot of this right, movie, okay. but largely it was taken from you know Batman Year One or um, uh, and and a little bit of the Long Halloween, which is a very very famous Batman graphic novel, yeah. um, which sort of depicts a lot of a lot of the Riddler, and I I thought it was a great, a really great plot, but. I think this is maybe the only bit, some parts of the plot where it kind of falls down for me. Okay. Um, what were your thoughts? Well, what what parts fall down for you? Um, I think it 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 kind of it straddled the line between the thing with including the Riddler, right? Is well, is including the Riddler? The main bad guy was the Riddler. No, no. But the thing with including the Riddler is you're creating uh, an opportunity for audience members to either join you in watching the movie right. or join you in being the Batman. Like, are you wanting right. to experience the riddles yourself? Now, it very, very deliberately made the decision that you didn't, you as an audience member were not equipped to be able to solve the Riddler's riddles. Therefore, you're watching Batman solve these riddles. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, when you play the games, you always watch Riddler or, and you're like, oh, you're you're the Batman. You've got to solve them. No, no, them. no, no you're, right. I mean? you're right. And, and, I, and I think that's a really good idea. But there was a lot of times watching this movie where I didn't, I, I struggled because I wasn't on that same cognitive length to understand the decisions that were made. And going one stage further, there was things that happened later in the movie, like the bridge, the bridges collapsing and the water going into the city. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there was no foreshadowing for any of that stuff. No, there's there was, not. There was, and there was no foreshadowing for a lot of the devastating things that happened to the Batman. Yeah. And and even just the things about Alfred, you know, like I really liked it when, you know, it blew up and you were like, shit, they might have fucking killed Alfred. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but especially at the end when it's like, it's almost irredeemable. The city of Gotham is now fucked. Like it yeah, is yeah, now yeah. fucked. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, not not a bad thing as well. Like we've seen a lot of stories and games where that was totally flooded, etc. So anyway, but that that's my sort of thought. No, no, no. Yeah, to go back to the 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 whole riddles thing. Let's 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 call it how it is. Batman didn't work anything out. He just knew the answers as soon as he walked into the room. Yeah, like he just like he just did. And I did find that a little bit frustrating. It was basically the like the equivalent of how do you work that out? Because I'm Batman. Yeah, it, it, that's really what it felt like. It 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 was like an intellectual utility belt. It's like here's here here's a here's a here's a problem. Here's a here's a thing that you've got to overcome. It's like oh, I'll just reach into my utility belt. I have a I have a thing for that in my utility I, belt. No, I I know what you mean. I I think I'm gonna rewatch this movie though and see something different, which is and I and I've I've read this a lot and and I think this is because of well, you, so you know when the Riddler is captured right and he yeah. says. And he says, Bruce Wayne. And you as an audience member, her, I was like, 
fuck, how did you work out that that is Bruce Wayne? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, nah, maybe you could work out. But he, but he hasn't worked it out as Bruce Wayne. He's saying that's who, who we need to target. And he, yeah, yeah. Riddler, so Riddler is not, and Riddler's notorious about being smarter than Batman. That's his whole thing, to prove he's smarter than Batman. Yeah, you yeah. would think that that would be his number one priority, but that's not his incentive in this movie. His incentive yeah. in this movie is to get after these rich, corrupt people. Because I, I don't know I just because because and like obviously there's a lot of connections with like the Zodiac killer and stuff I, I think for a oh, large yeah. portion of time you know if you assume something like the Zodiac killer was doing this and the Zodiac was sending messages to somebody you'd be like are these fucking guys connected like what does this look like do you know what I mean and I and I think they're trying to like ask you to suspend your disbelief and not bringing in any preconceived notions that's what right. I kind of took away and I'll watch it again thinking that because it is brilliant that bait and switch yeah. I'm really looking forward to watching this film again, to be fair. So what do you think of um, Robert Pattinson as the Batman? Well, I think he's fantastic, although I do also think that his jawline is even more fantastic. It's very good. Like, that that suit, that cowl, was specifically designed to be like, take a look at this fucking mm, chin. Mm, mm. Like, oofed. I mean, I... I liked him because, and and what I wanted to see, and I didn't, I don't think we saw this, and what would have been brilliant to have done, but I liked him because he might not have won all the fights that he started. Yeah. If we had seen him lose one fight that he started, that that is a really big thing for me because it's like, yeah, shit. It's year two for this guy. He's not mastered it. And the way that he was fighting, it was... What I liked was when you watch the trailers, it made it look very slick and stylish. But actually, when you watch the film, he was a lot more slow and deliberate. And the guy behind him was always landing the blow on his back, On his back, if you see yeah. what I mean. Yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, he, he wasn't doing that thing that... I think Batman in, you know, the, like the, the Clooney and the Val Kilmer and, and, you know, and even the Christian Bale would do, which was somehow as he's fighting and i'm literally fighting on the camera for you he's yeah. anticipated the punch that's already coming over his yeah. shoulder he's already you know he's I mean. already he's already pressed why when the when the when the blue light exactly. goes over yeah, his head exa- he's exactly al- he's already pressed why and, yeah. and i liked it that he hadn't already pressed why yeah. when the light when, <laughs> because, because 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 he lost his multiplier he loses his combos yeah robert Pattinson loses his combo in every he loses he loses combo in every fight and i like that i liked it that he you know and and i and he was just unrelenting and i think i've heard this places a few times where it's like he just doesn't care he doesn't care about being bruce wayne and i liked it that he had to learn he needs to be bruce wayne i thought that was very yeah, compelling yeah, yeah. um and, and especially at the end and i when i watched at the cinema the the flare lighting the flare and leading the city out of the darkness i didn't like that at first but on reflection I prefer that actually almost more to the Christian Bale. You know, the Christian Bale Batman would never be even seen by the general public. Whereas this Batman's walking into crime scenes. He's walking yeah, yeah, into yeah. places. It's more true to Batman. Like, that's what Batman does. He yeah. walks in and, and saves the city and people know him. And he realizes that he, he, you know, at the start of the film, it's all about fear. And then as the film, as he gets to the end, he's like, no, I've got to be seen as a good guy too. Like yeah, I've got to be yeah, seen yeah. that, and it's a conflict. He's like, shit, am I compromising myself by showing that I have a vulnerable side and I protect the innocent, like literally protect them? I, I thought he was a great Batman. I genuinely thought he was a very accurate and very, it was a subtly conflicted Batman. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, well, very, very conflicted. Like, yeah. 
when when he like when you saw him out of the bat suit and as Bruce Wayne, like there was like a crack in the curtain in daylight and he was visibly like affected by it as if he was fucking Gollum or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, he's pasty skinned and, and, and all yeah, sorts. He's in absolute state. And you re- you really felt for like Alfred looking after looking after this poor sod. Mm. Where Alfred's like trying to really do his best for him. What did you think of Andy Circus? Well, I've got well, I've got Alfred at the end, but I'm gonna go, go to him. I mean, again, a criticism for it was there wasn't enough of him. Yeah, but, there really but, wasn't. And I, you know, obviously, romance isn't the right word, but just love. They had love for each other. That's you know that sequence where they held each other's hand in yeah. the hospital. Oh my goodness, I was like, I was getting choked up at that. I'm like, this is characters. Definitely, these are these are characters for each other. I. Uh, yeah, big fan of him. They've ca- very well cast. I want to see more of these two together. They've gone pretty intense pretty quickly with the character development, you know, with Alfred nearly dying in this film. Yeah, so yeah. Where, where do you take those characters from there? But um, no, b- big fan. Thought it was great. What about yourself, mate? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 hard to follow Michael Caine. Yeah. Um, but but suppose, you just pivot, you pivot, don't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You do. I mean, it's it's something it's something completely different. But I mean, and Andy Circus is a wonderful actor, and he really so and he really sold um, the kind of butler, but also surrogate father, yeah, vibe, well, and the, which and which was the yeah. whole, which is kind of the whole point of the character, really. Yeah, yeah, and you 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 never really got, and I think that's it, isn't it? It's that. There was a there was always um with Bale and Mike and 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 Kane, they're Alfred and Batman. It's a really good point, actually. There was a really clear divide between the two. It was like he knew he knew he couldn't control him and he would tell him to do stuff and tell us, but he couldn't actually control him. And he would talk yeah. sternly to him. But like he was never encroaching onto Batman. He was always like, yeah, yeah. I'll leave, I'll I'll give you the tools to make these decisions. Whereas you get the impression that um, Robert Pattinson's Batman believes that Andy Serkis is encroaching too much. He's overstepping his boundary. And I think what we'll see is them likening towards a Michael Caine, Christian Bale relationship. because, yeah. And not because Andy Serkis has stepped back, but it's because Robert Pattinson has recognized that he's not trying to be his dad. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he does it because he loves him and he's trying to protect him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah, I mean there was there was obviously that angsty teen. Everyone's giving them you know the makeup and the emo hair and the angsty know, teen exactly. vibes. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but I mean that, that that Edward Cullen vibes. It was fucking yeah, exactly. Um, okay, now is the gadget in the car section. Do you want to go gadgets or cars? Oh, go and do the cars. Oh cool. go the car. The car. Can we do the car? As you said at the beginning, that fire up sequence was. arousing it was incredible <laughs> do you think they meant to do i mean like i this was it a st- did he stall the car okay right yes right i have an issue with the stalling the stalling i, I didn't think it was that good did I, didn't I, think, I didn't think it was good at all i think was it supposed to be a joke was it supposed i think to it be... was i think it was supposed to be a joke I think it was supposed to be a joke, but for but, me, it just diffused the tension. It did. Im- it immediately. Did. It, it for for just a a cheap ha gotcha moment. Whereas it did. I, whereas honestly, when it was getting fired up, and he spends a good amount of time revving it, I'm like, all right, all right, Battinson, you are 
uh, very much milking this shit and you've got this you've you've got this jet after this DIY massive jet afterburner on the back of this black huge black muscle car mm. and it's just revving and it's firing and he's like oh my god the penguin's gonna get it and then just, just go, go, oh stalled and i, I don't I, know why and, and I, I don't understand why but do you know what diffused you know it but do you know what's funny but, but do you know what's funny is i i will watch this movie again and love that scene when i was in the cinema i didn't because when you first watch this movie and you're first exposed to it he's batman he's brilliant but i think yeah. the more this movie's gonna mellow the more i'm gonna like that scene and the bridge scene with the with the, with the wingsuit you know when he catches it and he was like he nearly got away and then he got fucking taken out because yeah, he deployed then, the parachute and then real world he dies yeah, yeah but, but, but like I think this, the car stalling, you know, him getting hit in the back of the head in the fights, you know, deploying the shoot, the only one shot, you know, like you've got to be pretty fucking fucked before you use that wingsuit, right? So you better pretty sure oh, yeah, that you're using he it for was, the right he was, reason. He was visibly nervous. Yeah, like, like, he's visibly I nervous, know, of I, course. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell in the moment if it was because... Um, oh god last time i did this it did not go well or has he never used it before i think it was he's never used it it. i i got i got the impression he'd never used it before and that was a last resort i think i think the the real answer is it could have been either yeah it could it could have realistically been either but it's 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 interesting about the about the stalling of the batmobile thing and how you said it's again because most of the time when we see the batmobile it's being worked on in the bat cave right yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. on a thing so it's obvious it's obviously a diy project you know it's year it's year two the kinks haven't been worked out so lore wise character wise it, it it's not surprising that it's stalled and stuff like that but honestly i don't give a fuck about that and I, I don't give a fuck about looking look at a movie and go oh yes it makes perfect sense that you would stall the car because he's only year two of being batman blah, 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 blah. i care that a movie's just spent like a good minute revving this mm, car mm. and like setting it set, setting this up as like the doom for the penguin and you know this is like ride of the valkyries as far yeah. as the batman is concerned and then immediately just go oh no it's, yeah no, and it's but, cool. but but i think there's a difference right there's a difference in that so i i think i will hmm, hmm, hmm. okay i'm gonna come back and forward on this point but here's my point right I think I will grow to like that as as I already have kind of grown to like the him being hit from behind and you know him you know getting his 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 uh, parachute caught in the bridge because if you take the being smacked in a fight and the parachute and the bridge sequences like yeah they're unusual things you're not going to be doing those every day so if you're just learning your year two of being Batman yeah you're going to fuck up doing those two things yeah. not everyone fucking fights all the do you know what I mean yeah whereas the but car none thing, of those none of those examples the, ruin a cinematic moment though. No, I, I guess the bridge thing could have been pretty cool. If you'd done an elegant land, it would have been like, fuck yeah. But like the car thing, the stall thing, like you're just incompetent if you stall a car. You're not like, you know what I mean? You're not just learning to be Batman for the first time. Like he, he clearly has, he clearly drives. And and I, you know, and then I, but I excuse it because I'm like, yeah, but maybe it's because he's made the thing himself and it's pretty unreliable, whatever. And he's, you know, for whatever reason, this is more I difficult to drive. Should have gotten an automatic EV, am I right? Well, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, but then why would he make that? And I'm like, why am I overanalyzing this stall? It's weird. Exactly. So I, I think I'll just, I think I will fall in love with it again. But I mean, as you said, I think the the criticism, like it's got, it's got to that stall sequence 
and its justification has got to compete with that phrase that you said, which is tension. It's got to compete with the tension. Yeah, and if yeah. it doesn't, if you watch this and you go, that cut the tension, it's not there. Get out, get rid of that sequence. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was, I think that's my takeaway, but yeah. I, I'll need to, the jury's still out. Um, but I mean, apart from that, I mean, fucking hell, what a cool car. The bit when it broke through the concrete barrier, the, the pipe, I was like, fuck yeah. The, I was the smiling. Bit, the, the, the bit uh, at the pile up and then oh. it jumps through the flames. And, and Colin Farrell's Penguin, who I, I'm sh- I, I want to get to next. We'll get to, to it. Um, when he's like, I got you. I know we saw this bit in the trailer, but I'm actually, it actually didn't diminish that moment in the movie when it happened. You just had this really intense car chase. Yeah. And then obviously Penguin causes the pile up. And then he's like, oh, I got you. 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 And then. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. jumps through the flames and it, 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 the fact that we'd seen it in the trailer before didn't did not diminish that moment for me at least at all no, no and yeah. that was so epic but yeah colin farrell yeah wow well before before we go into any of the any of the gadgets that you that you like i mean the the eye oh, right. yeah, the yeah. camera thing was, was fucking cool i thought yeah um I was a big fan of, I mean, it's kind of quite clunky, pretty good use of the grapple gun. I'm sure we'll see more. Um, there was a few hints to other ones, like the fire extinguisher and stuff, like with the smoke. And I, I think there's more, I mean, anything else gadget-wise that we... No, I mean, it, it, it felt kind of bare bones. Well, yeah, kind of mm. not super high, not not high-tech Batman. Mm. I was, but that he still had of... tools in his arsenal. It reminded me a little bit of like Daniel Craig's Bond in the sense that he's almost always got very bare bones from his gadgets, whereas your Sean Connery's, etc., you know, or or you know your Pierce Brosnan's, they are like up to their eyes in gadgets. They've always got a yeah. gadget for a thing, whereas like this guy's got to rely on other things almost. Do you want to do you want to talk about the riddle, uh, the fucking penguin? Penguin, Jared Leto, take notes. Yeah. This is how, this literally is a masterclass on how to act with prosthetics. Yes. And not, like, prancing around in a fat suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because if you look at the build, if you look at at the build and what this is, the, the, the two things are identical. Jared Leto in House of Gucci which I'll never shut up about, and Colin Farrell in the Batman. It's mm. it it's fat it's fat suiting. It's fat suiting mm. in in two very similar ways in that kind of like really kind of like gluttonous, overindulgent way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Colin Farrell was fantastic. Yeah. He was so good. And honestly, I think there was maybe one moment in the whole movie where I could tell it was him. I don't think I, I don't only. Think I, I don't think I could. Only one, and even then, it was like half a line. I think it was maybe an inflection of one line. I couldn't tell you oh, what no. the line was. Do you know what? I, I think you're right. I think I caught this too. Actually, I couldn't. Yeah. T- I couldn't tell you what the line was. Yeah. But there was maybe half a line. Was it of when inflection? He f- was and- it when he first spoke to him? No, it was. Oh, okay. I remember what. I remember what the scene was. It's when. Um, Gordon and Batman were 
had caught it was after the it was after the car chase okay. and they had okay. him in that abandoned place and they were questioning him and it was basically one of those lines i can't remember what he said yeah no fine okay cool i mean yeah i thought it was i thought it was absolutely excellent and and do you want to do catwoman because catwoman was i mean we're fucking weird need to wrap this up because I mean, we've we not even got to the music um my goodness zoe kravitz was incredible i mean she, she was, was she was in, in my opinion i think she was as good as Robert Pattinson was. Oh, I thought you were going to say as good as Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah. I I thought she was probably one of the, maybe a bit better. I think she was the best, actually. Well, definitely. I, I, think, I, 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 best I think character I agree. in this. I think I agree, actually. I think it was she was the most fleshed out because I think um, Batman was very, very binary for most of the mu- for yeah. most of the movie. To be honest, I mean, he was he was Batman or he was incredibly broken Bruce Wayne, and he didn't really start to develop until right at the end of the movie when he was really yeah, yeah, questioning yeah. and finding a new version of being the batman which yeah it, which is definitely which is definitely compelling i'm not saying that as a criticism but selena had a had much more to work with in the movie oh, emotionally and, and she dramatically was... she had a lot more to work with in this in this movie and she was captivating on the scene captivating oh, on the good. scene because she just but Take she was bow. just but she was just and I know this is going to sound, I mean, she was so beautiful. And the, she, the way she emotes with her face and her eyes. And you, 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 I must admit, I didn't really follow overly her, um, her like her, her justifications to do what she did, but I didn't really care. I just, I wanted to see her carrying out what she was doing. Cause I didn't, I didn't entirely believe her, her motives, but like I was fine with it. No, I, I, I genuinely was captivated by her. Um, and then, and Riddler and Gordon, just to, to round up, sorry, we are rattling through. I mean, the the Riddler, Paul Dano is inspired casting for that oh, character. Right. I, I, I seem to remember I seem to remember when the casting was announced, people going, Paul Dano is the Riddler? Oh, my really? God. Really? I remember seeing it and just being like, perfect. And it seems, yeah. And it, se- and it seems sorry, to be that a sounds sort a bit, of... That sounds a bit of a knob thing to say. It was only because I'd seen him in There Will Be Blood and I thought he was excellent in that. All right, okay. But I, I didn't imagine that. Did did a lot of the fan base kind of go, Paul Dano, really? Uh, no, no, I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, I, but, but he, yeah, he was relatively, uh, no, no, and he still isn't overly, I mean, Prisoners, he was incredible in Prisoners. If you've seen that movie, you know, very Prisoner-esque vibes from this movie as well. I okay. think he got that role from this. I mean, you know, we're talking about other people getting the roles. I mean, Robert Pattinson basically got the role because of Good Time, and I've got a fact on that. All right, um, okay, fair enough. But, but Paul Dano got it from um, There Will Be Blood, I'm pretty sure, was was the kind of inspiration for the lot okay. of this stuff. Okay, okay, fair um, enough. And and Gordon, probably one of the best Gordons we've had, eh? I mean, he was yeah. he was a lot Felix Lightery, wasn't he? Back to the Bond comparison. It was, well, he was, he well, was only, Daniel. Bond, only I know, that I know. the same actor. But, yeah, I know. I mean, but, it, but like, again, you could kind of see a little bit of it, but, but I thought this was a brilliant Gordon. I like this Gordon because like no one really trusted him. None of the police really like trusted him and you could see he was like Well, he didn't seem to be peak Gordon as far as rank is concerned. I mean, he obviously wasn't commissioner, but I don't think he was that far above just being like a normal detective as well. Yeah, I yeah, think he, yeah. I think he was I think he was very much in 
the the grad population of the of the police force and therefore he doesn't he doesn't automatically command respect through experience he only he is only a main character in this because he's pally with the batman because the batman yeah. has singled him out as a singular good guy but he yeah. hasn't he hasn't you know gone peak yet okay well i mean let's see more of him alex let's talk about this score because, right michael oh Giacchino, take, take a fucking bow sir oh my <sighs> days Th- this was i mean i have n- never has a score impacted me the way that this score has it it is and as i said before it is incredibly romantic it is a love letter to batman it is it is a, it's someone who has this is like someone who has just taken the the best of batman over the past 40 50 years and has just went this i'm going to create something that empowers him and and because i love him and i want him to fly and i want him to succeed but first he's got to walk and he's got to walk slowly to a march mm-hmm. um i mean the the fact is everyone's compared it to everything I, my i first was like jaws theme easy jaws theme but the the amount of john williams inspiration in this score is ridiculous i mean the four note musical theme also called the batman is basically composed of the first four notes of the famous imperial march and I just was yeah. like, I just. Were you counting the notes for? And it was. And, and, no, and I didn't the, need to count. The reason no, I, I didn't need to count is because it's four. It was in every you're, fucking you're good at track. To, you're good at counting to four, though, aren't you? I am good at counting. I am very good at counting to four. It wasn't in every track, but yeah, I did. It was in a lot of the tracks. Yes. No, no, right. Yeah. So. But there is a point to that, though, right? Here's the thing, because I was listening to this today. I, I already told you before we started recording. Miserable day in London, today, wouldn't you agree? Mm. Absolutely, yeah, 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 absolutely yeah. miserable today. I and cycled I, home like, really, a, wet, I'm like had, a wet cat. I had two. In fact, no, I had three walks that were pushing on half an hour each, like in between pupils today. And this is when I was listening to the soundtrack and. Um, and my raincoat on, but it was like dripping off my hood and all that. And I was just listening to just endless dun, 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 dun. And mm. I was like, well, I mean, mood wise, this is absolutely perfect for my surroundings. Like my, my, my goodness. And in the movie, it works so well because I think the word that I would use to describe that Batman theme, because that is mm. in this movie, the Batman theme. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's relentless. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, that no, is, no, totally. Yeah, that yeah. is the word. That's the word that I would, if I had to put any words to it, I'd say it's relentless. And it, and especially when, and when you meet him at the first part of the movie, he is completely relentless. Yeah, in his well, in his mission, in you know who he is, yeah. what he's about, and I think that theme perfectly kind of encapsulates that. Yeah, and I, puts I, it across. I mean, I mean, so two points that that we'll talk about that scene, which is was it can't fight in Halloween, can't fight in Halloween. Um, oh, and I've got another point as well, which is going to be. But back to the, the the relentless point around the the four notes. I mean, you made a really great comparison for the the Nolan theme. The du, du, just it was simple and how it, it represented how Batman he just wanted to be something elemental and simple and fear. Yeah, yeah. I think this theme kind of does something similar to that, and it's when there's no bullshit. It's just these four notes, and that's it, and or five notes, whatever. Do 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 four notes, and and I um, and I agree, 
but specifically on 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 you know on the um on the opening track can't fight city halloween yeah um you are you are playing off the relentless fact which is a really effective thing is that that batman he doesn't care who you are he wants you to be afraid of him and he's like in batman isn't a human batman's not a person he uses the person as a tool but what the point of the batman is is that if you are a criminal and you're in the city and you see that light go up yeah he as far as you're concerned he's standing right behind you yeah and that was communicated so well visually so in the, in, well in, in, the, in the movie as well like i love that uh, all crim- the shadows yeah I cr- and it, and they didn't show there was a few crimes that were happening that were fairly you know who gives a shit you know like mm. graffiti graffiti or something like that but the graffiti artist would turn around and look into like an open door of this huge yeah, coffin building yeah, and, yeah. and the shadows were so dark that you can't see anything inside and you're just like he's there he's fucking there and he's gonna kill you yeah yeah <laughs> that, that was the vibe that you were getting from that all and, the way and through I, and i loved the i loved the um the little trills or the accents on the on the horns i mean the horns made a huge impact to this score you know the they're, they're kind of like they almost fall like the rain as the as the the the, the relentless beating is coming and it's building and it's building i, I thought i thought well, there can't... were so there were uh, there are too many variations of this of this theme to count in this movie you know that's mm. what i said it's in it's in every track but also every track is different mm. that's what uh, that, that mm. that's kind of what i'm saying there's one oh, whoops there's one example in particular that i want to really highlight and I mean, I watched I watched this movie last week, so I can't remember if it was exactly this bit, but I believe it's the scene, you know, where they do the the dark hallway scene where he comes down in the elevator as he's just tearing his way through yeah, this yeah, club, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And again, I go back to the word relentless and how the, that that theme is relentless because it's throughout the movie and it doesn't really change until the end. Yeah, yeah. It changes very well at the end, but it doesn't really change throughout and that kind of shows the relentlessness. But also in this one scene, it's relentless in a way because the phrasing skips a beat, right? Mm. And it, it, it catches you off off guard because it's it's very clearly a four-beat phrase. So one, two, and three, four very simple right and then for most of the movie it'll go one two and three four one two three here we go one two and three mm-hmm. four yeah. and, it, and there'll be it'll be the bar of the theme then it'll be a, a, a four a rest, beat yeah. a four beat rest then it'll be the theme again then a four beat rest and so mm-hmm. on and so forth and then just in this one scene as he's tearing through all of these bouncers and henchmen and all of that the the bar with the rest in it is only three beats so oh, it catches okay. you off guard so it goes one dun 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 one two two three bam 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 but as in yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's not gonna wait for you to be ready yeah he's gonna yeah. he's just gonna come at you and you're not gonna be ready for well, it it's, it's, and he's it, just gonna absolutely destroy you it's it's asymmetrical it's, it's asymmetrical in, in a score it's asymmetrical in the way that he fights 
and it, it's it's unnatural to to you and, and i think that ability of being you're not prepared for this you're not equipped to be able to fight this guy is yeah. emphasized in the music and i think it's exactly. such an effective thing another track uh, sorry before we go on the other point that i was going to say the other point was um have you noticed that all the tracks are puns yeah that's very it's a very michael giacchino thing it is a very michael giacchino thing yeah i don't hate it there's a great there's there's a great track in the first uh star trek star trek movie um the chris pine one um which is called that new car smell Mm, mm. which is when they it's when they go to the spaceport and see the enterprise for the first time Mm, mm. and i think it's just really funny that it's called something like that it's just well the 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 tracks i mean i i quite liked it and it was again it's good because it's not you know it's not spoiling the movie i liked um so i mean really there is i would say there's four main themes in this okay batman has two Catwoman has one, Riddler has one. Yeah. And and Meryl Ducting and the Riddler theme compose of Ave Maria. And it's a kind of twisted version of Ave Maria. Yeah. And out of the four themes, this is the one that I'm less drawn to, but it is also really, really I mean, impactful. It does yeah. its job, right? It's it's creepy. And it's spooky and it's very influenced on almost Danny Elfman-esque, isn't it? That yeah. kind of the, the 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 kind of the singing as it's going. It's um it's it's yeah, it's, no, it's, but it's it, it, you're you're so right about the Ave Maria being woven through the Riddler stuff all the way through because even when it does the really shrill, slidey string stuff, mm. where it goes yeah, you know, that, yeah, kind, yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um the the direction if you were to if you were to plot the direction of the strings as in you know pitch going up pitch going down Mm. on like a graph or something like that it would have the same crests and troughs as the as the ave maria yeah i mean i think it's it's a it's a it's brilliant and what's also brilliant about it is ave maria is a very you know very religious piece of music very um you know a, a kind of a very innocent piece of music, a very wholesome and beautiful piece of music. And I like to think that this, you know, Meryl Ducting is an example and the track, The Riddler, are examples of his view of the world. You know, the Riddler doesn't see the world the same way as we do. He hears the Ave Maria, but he hears in a really twisted and, and broken and an unstructured format that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's sharp, that's got discords. And I think it's good because... If you were to play Ave Maria, the actual song Ave Maria to him, this is what he would hear. Yeah, that's, that's my a, kind that's of theory. A, yeah, that's quite cool. I like that. Um, that that's what I kind of think about this one. Um, I want to touch on my, I mean, arguably the sort of third or second favorite before I get to my favorite sort of theme or motif throughout this, which is Catwoman's theme. And we first are introduced to Catwoman's theme through "Don't Be a Voyeur," um, which is where obviously Bruce Bruce Wayne is, is watching or Batman is watching Catwoman in her apartment he sort of followed her home yeah and again in another film that would be creepy but this piece of music makes it almost like I don't know you, you, you this Batman's quite innocent and he's he doesn't he's not doing it in a pervy way he's doing it because he's so relentlessly trying to solve this crime but it's quite a romantic piece of music and you know it, it's it's delicate it's delicate because he's watching her and he doesn't 
want you get the impression he doesn't want to watch her but he feels he has to watch her and this piece of music is and and when you listen to the track the cat woman at the end which i'm sure yeah. you have it's a more fleshed out version of don't be a voyeur which is like a jazz it's like a jazz sort of and again it's like a james bond theme well like it's, it's very, actually a james it's, bond it's, theme. it's very cat like yeah i think it's dare i say it kind of michelle pfeiffery it's end over end isn't it it's kind of it's sleek and it's silky and it comes in and it moves, but it's very, I mean, the Catwoman track at the end, which is one of my most favorite tracks on the album, it's, yeah, you're right, it's cat-like because yeah. it's jazz, it's cool. You know, like the cool jazz, the cool, you know, you're a cool cat if you're a jazzy. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. the shuffling drums and the piano, the do-do-do-do-do-do, yeah, yeah. and, it, and, it, and there's offbeats and it's, it's wonderful. But it's Everybody also wants to be a cat. A cat. But it's also, <laughs> as I said, it's it's romantic. It's beautiful. It, it's um, yeah, it's, it's alluring. It's alluring. It's it is a, alluring. Is exactly the word that I would use to describe it. It's fucking. It's hot. And she's hot. It's hot. This <laughs> it's hot. Fucking it's hot. hot. Everything's so fucking sexy. Oh my um, god. <laughs> And you know we we've chatted around the, the the tracks like Highway to the Anger Zone, um, which is the oh do, God, do, do, do. Do, do you want to do Highway? Do you want to do Highway to the Anger Zone before I talk about my favorite two tracks? Oh, uh, I mean, it was the biggest version of that of the Batman thing. It was like yeah. it was like Uber Batman. Yeah, <laughs> ba- Batman is in his hyped up Batmobile. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna get you and ba 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 ba. And then you've got the kind of jungle drums, almost like a Mad Max-esque kind of vibe because oh, yeah. you've got the car and, it, you know, there's a little bit of Junky XL that's woven throughout this and through a few parts of the track, the score. Um, but my God, the, the best the best tracks or the best pieces of music in this were um, in the, the, the track The Batman. But the first bit we hear this is in Funeral and Far Between. Right. Um, I don't know if you've listened to Funeral and Far Between. It's I've listened the, the whole thing, mate. Who are you talking uh, to? It is just... I, I cannot tell you how much I adore that piece of music. And especially the end, the last 30 seconds, you don't get that in the track, The Batman. You just have the beautiful harp just playing the kind of... Yeah, you do. Do, 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 do. And the strings, the strings are leaping. The strings... Do, do. Oh... Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it it does something to me and and the track the batman when it does that in full um it goes do 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 and then it just crashes of the cymbals and the timpanis are going mad and the full orchestra is just going fucking let's do this it's yep. just it's passionate callum is crumpled in a heap on the floor oh. from feelings I just I wanted like I want to see this movie like live with a live orchestra and watch that scratch. I mean, how amazing would that be? That just to, uh, that's de- that that's definitely gonna happen. Oh, I would imagine that that's gonna happen. And do you and know I, what? Do you know what my favorite track is? Well, I, I was just gonna say, and it, it was very lost. S. Do you know that? Do you know how um, Michael Giacchino did scored Lost? Yes. You know the beautiful... or at the very least, or at the very least, he did the theme. Yeah, but the lost theme is in Funeral and Far Between. Like, you can hear it. Like, you can hear a large part of it. The do, 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 do. That's in it. It's, it's, it's hidden in there, but it's cut up. But a lot of the lost music is in this score. 
like I, I honestly do not know it well enough to be able to, oh, okay. to be able to identify. I was a, that. I was a huge but, fan. Of, that was where I fell in love with you, Chino. Yeah, I lost his shit. I loved it. I loved it. He lost it. What? Or you lost your shit? No, I no, I, I lost his shit. Oh, they, oh, lost his shit. Lost his. Oh, shit. I love it. I love it. I love it's, it. It's utter bollocks. Oh no, it's not. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> but it kickstarted something. It yeah, kickstarted yeah, TV. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, there's no denying that. But anyway, yeah. Do you, guess what? Do you know what my favorite track is? Um, take, 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 take a minute. Take, take is a it? Minute. Is it the? Is it? Oh, hang on. I've got it here. Is it? What's it called? I'll be so um, impressed. I'll be so impressed if you get this in one. Is it son- Sonata in Darkness? It is. Well yeah, done. It's beautiful, that top, isn't it? Top, top marks. It's it's beautiful. Do you know what this is quoting? And uh, no, uh, no, I didn't. But I, I know you'll tell me. Like I, I yeah, I, I, yeah, tell me. I don't know. The Be- Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. Ah, okay, yeah, right, okay, okay. Do you know the Moonlight Sonata? Yeah. Yeah. And how does and you know, this is literally called Sonata in Darkness. Moonlight Sonata. It's all it's it's very connected, but also it does start with like ding 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 tripleted uh, arpeggio going through but i love sonata in darkness because one it's like a sketchbook it's like a piano sketchbook of all the music in this movie yeah and sure. i, and I, yeah, and I yeah. just i just love the inclusion of that kind of thing mm, on, on mm. an original soundtrack oh yeah irregardless but also it's it's classical not structure but a lot of the the chords that go through there there's there's whole sections of that music that are very much not batman as in the oh, dun, yeah. dun 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 that's like one that's like one thing but then there's this really lovely kind of more more classical melody that comes through which shows you know the lighter side of the batman by the time we get and we don't ever hear it in the score until until that final confrontation in that arena mm. where he decides to become more of a hero more of a heroic symbol to Gotham, yeah yeah, yeah um, as yeah. opposed to just you know vengeance yeah yeah and and it's almost like he's at peace with that because he does go through a lot of personal struggle about like you know uh also finding out who killed his parents and whose fault that may or may not be and yeah it's just a lot of personal stuff wrapped up in all that angst and then by the end when he comes to the realization that batman can be something positive yeah yeah. can can be something positive you get this glorious uh classical cadence Mm, and it mm. and it's like and it has a very calming effect and mm. i think the fact that giuccino is quoting beethoven of all composers to communicate that is very very telling because in my in my opinion and a lot of people other people share this opinion Be- beethoven is known as being one of the most angsty heart on sleeve passionate classical composers there were but also one of the most honest one mm. of it, like um it, we we all think of his most famous 
uh, pieces like his fifth symphony you know da, 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 da. yeah 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 um and uh you know and the ninth symphony but then when you but then if you ever listen to any of his slow movements like his the slow movements to the ninth symphony or even the old the the actual odes to joy in the last movement of his ninth symphony it's it perfectly encapsulates a kind of human optimism to mm. juxtapose all of that angst and i think that as well as the angst is something that's very characteristic of beethoven and so i think to make that sort of like a character trait of the batman and to use a kind of beethovian vibe to put that across i think is truly inspired actually mm, mm, and not mm. something that is that on the surface and obvious to be honest no that's excellent i love that i love that man oh i didn't know that <laughs> uh, no uh, i mean and again i i just i was really thinking of this because this this last track the last track this last track sonata of darkness or in darkness wherever it is it's the longest track it's like 12 minutes long and so i was i was it was Obviously, it was the last track I was listening to it was, as I was walking home. And it, it was just slowly kind of dawning on me, that kind of like Beethoven connection. Because I was like, well, we've had lots of Schubert mm. um, in the Ave Maria earlier on. So why why are we suddenly getting Beethoven? And then I was thinking about what Beethoven meant to me and all that. And that's kind of where what, what I arrived at. And I, oh, I, love I, 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 I'm buying that, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I that, like that, it. That's, that's my head canon from now, from, from <laughs> now on. I have no idea if it's true or not, but there we go. Just going to finish off with some facts for you, Alex. So with this film, composer Michael Giacchino joins Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer, and Lauren Balfe as composers who have composed for both the Batman franchise and the Mission Impossible franchise. All of these composers, with the exception of Balfe, have composed for who? What other franchise, what other character has Elfman, Hans Zimmer, and Michael Giacchino scored? What character? This is great. I love doing this. Dead oh, put me on the spot. Can I tell you? Yeah, go on. Spider-Man. Of course. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> composer michael giacchino wrote the main theme song the Batman. Wait, when did hans zimmer do Spider-Man? i was just thinking that too i was just thinking that too i think he has um stand by we'll find this now yeah. live on please air. justify that <laughs> i i i don't know when he did what if he did do any spider-man no no, no he was um it wasn't spider-verse could it, it might have been have be, no well he's done something for no he did something for no way home oh oh he worked with Giacchino on no way home i think oh, oh yeah are we counting so that a, i think we're counting uh... it. oh no, did he do spider verse oh god no i don't think he did spider verse okay so um uh... yeah uh composer michael Giacchino wrote the song the batman before the movie went to, into production and while matt reeve was still writing the script reeve listened to it for the first time in his car with producer Dylan Clark before they went onto the stage to do Robert Pattinson's screen test. So that was the one with the red lighting that was released in January oh, yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So cool. they were listening to it back then. 
Um, so this is some some other ones. I mean, I mentioned this fact before, but while writing the script, Matt Reeves knew he wanted Robert Pattinson for the role after seeing his performance in the film Good Time in 2017. In that movie, you could really feel he's got the inner kind of rage that connects with the character and is dangerous. I could feel this desperation. He also got that Kurt Cobain thing that he looked like a rock star, but you also feel like he could be a recluse. And I became dead set on Rob um, and I had no idea uh, Rob had any, like if he had any interest in doing that. And I, and I, I you know, I totally get that. I mean, if you've I, seen... I, don't buy, I don't buy it. I still think it's Twilight. Oh man, have you seen Good Time? No, I haven't actually. Oh, watch Good Time. <laughs> it's a fucking good time. Um, Great. Just continue, <laughs> continuing on the Kurt Cobain and obviously the one track we haven't talked about. Um, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne it is inspired by Kurt Cobain's um, Listening to Nirvana, then he wrote, you know, in his first first acts that that, but basically that that's when it came to me that rather than make Bruce Wayne the Playboy version we've seen before, there's another version who had gone through a great tragedy and become a recluse. Kurt Cobain had a relationship with fame, where being famous was not his goal. He loved music, but he loved the idea. Um, he loved music, but the idea of being famous. Uh, for music was a double-edged sword for him right and that made me think of P rob patterson actually because rob is a very private person himself and loves yep. acting but doesn't necessarily like the part of the job where he gets recognized by everyone in public and i love that i yeah, love that no, so it, much it makes a lot of sense it does yeah. make a lot of sense and which, i think perfect for this movie like which yeah. makes me ask the question how epic was something in the way i mean something in the way was literally a song that was written by kurt cobain when he was living underneath a bridge he uh, was he moved yeah. out of his home he had nowhere to live and what a just a like a palpable song you are oh, just yeah. like like really really captured the mood and you know perfect for the character and all of that yeah I, I mean i loved it you do get you do get the sense that it's one of those song choices where they're sitting there going well we better fucking get the rights to this because otherwise the movie's not gonna work yeah oh! exactly yeah <laughs> um, matt reeves stated in a version of the riddler was partly inspired by the infamous serial killer the zodiac who operated in california in the 1960s um although the zodiac killer was never identified the riddler in this film strongly physically resembles mark chapman so the assassin of john lennon originally um and john and john hinckley the attempted killer of president ronald reagan um it was actually confirmed that robert patterson has now actually signed three picture deal with rob uh, with warner brothers so again we could be seeing more of him yeah. um and the journalist who was investigating and, and this was the point that maybe leads into those next films the journalist who was investigating the waynes and martha in the past was called edward elliott now in the comics he is the grandson of thomas elliott the man who would become Hush. And in that version, he also is one of the architects of Gotham. There's even more obvious reference to it. Was literally one of the notes says hush on it. I'm pretty sure we're either going to, I mean, we all thought Court of Owls, but I'm pretty sure the next film's going to be Hush. Right. Okay. He's, he's the one who impersonates Bruce yeah. Wayne. But I mean, that brings us very nicely on, I feel, to our famous segment of this is why Warner Brothers are the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah. Shall we? Yeah, go on, shall we? Okay, Joker time. Oh yes, the little hidden. The little, Joker's in the this. One. Joker is in this. As if this movie wasn't long enough, we needed a scene apparently where we got a. Uh, we don't see him, but we know it's the Joker, and he's a uh, and uh, 
they make him a clown and he says clown in it and he's like oh we're friends and we're both in arkham and now we're laughing ha 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 set up for movie ha 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 i mean i i, heard, I read somewhere that they were hated maybe, it they were maybe going to put that sequence in the middle of the film which would have been diabolical i, I don't think you needed this you didn't need it. Yeah, it the, the the movie was long enough without it, and we and 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 we didn't need it. And it felt like it was the genuinely the only scene. And I'm sure there was more. I'm sure there was more. I just I'm just not clever enough to see it. Of like you know larger plan studio interference, and it took me out of it. I'm, I'll be yeah, honest, it took yeah, me out yeah, of it. It, it, was, it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Totally. It spoiled the cadence of the movie, and it was like one of the only scenes where Batman wasn't even in it because um every single other scene we we we, we kind of go through the whole story with Batman following yeah, Batman yeah. throughout the whole thing and his relentless pursuit of the Riddler and all the other things and things like that, and then just at the end we get this. Oh, and next time on the Batman, we've, yeah, uh, I agree. We've I got agree. the Joker. I was like, ah, fuck off. Yeah, to, to, couldn't agree more, mate. Fuck couldn't off. agree more. I didn't next, want this. And then, and then part two of this is why Warner Brothers are the fucking worst. Do you know what happened? As soon, did you notice what happened as soon as the Batman absolutely crushed it in opening weekend? No. What did happened? you notice what happened? Every single other DC movie. Has, oh, sudden, been delayed. has suddenly been delayed. Okay, like, hmm. we, we, can we just can we quickly cover that one in moving forward? Are we? I mean, it's related. Well, I mean, it's related, but yes. Shall we say moving forward? And can this be the first point? Well, let's just let's just say two thumbs up. Yeah, two thumbs up, hundred percent. Easiest two thumbs up I've ever given. This yeah. was a delight to watch. Just a delight. Yeah. Okay, DC news. Moving uh, moving forward? Yeah, moving forward. Let's move. Okay. Right, okay. okay. DC, right. DC, no. Warner Brothers are the worst. That's where yeah. we're at. Okay. Yeah. The second, almost the second. It's like, it's like they don't even care anymore. That, that the Batman started crushing it in box office opening weekend and also in critic reviews and fan reviews and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, every single slated DC movie has suddenly been... Uh, postponed and i yeah. and i will bet i will bet big that within the next week it, um it won't just be delays it'll be mm, with a couple of reshoots a yeah, couple of reshoots yeah. here and there because they've seen it they've seen the experiment has worked because yeah. look i i don't i don't care because some people can say to me oh alex you've been saying uh warner brothers is the fucking worst but look they made the batman i'm like yeah they took a punt and they were yeah. scared at how it would turn out. And now that it's turned out good, they're gonna they're they're gonna retroactively try and shoehorn the importance of this movie into all the other movies that are basically made and therefore ruin them. Yeah, Prob- yeah, probably, yeah. maybe we assume like that's not a leap for uh, of an assumption for me. Like the fact, mm. why would you why would you announce? Why would you announce that you're pushing all of your slated movies in this comic book universe right after you've just released one of them and it's doing really well? Yeah, unless no, of course, unless yeah. you were just 
you were like, oh, uh, we're, we're going to change some of this because apparently you guys really like this stuff. Mm. It, it's so blatant to me. I don't, mm. I, 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 it just, it, it feels so icky to me. It does it feel It feels icky. disgusting. Yeah. yeah, it does feel icky. It feels oh, well. disgusting. And that's why, I, unfortunately, Warner Bros. don't get any points from me for this movie. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, this is a Matt Reeves, this is a Matt Reeves, um, oh, we're still Robert, talking about the Batman now. Yeah, <laughs> this is a Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson triumph. Yeah, yeah, and Warner Brothers don't get any points from me. They're in the they're in the doghouse. Yeah. Well, Alex, we do we are moving forward. Of oh, course, we are. No, and we I are want to. Forward, we've, yes. we've not got a huge <laughs> amount of time. I might have to edit a fair bit of this out, or just keep it in as a longer episode. But Alex, the first trailer of a very hotly anticipated series has come out. Oh, go on, hasn't please. It? please. Well, I was going to say, please take over. Oh, Obi Wan, yeah, yes. Obi Wan, yeah, 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 yeah. I have not been so excited for anything Star Wars as a result of a trailer since The Force Awakens. Oh, everyone has. You, you, we are the generation of the prequels. We love those prequels. It turns out. Well, yeah, I know it's all coming out of the woodwork now. But did you like you, you like this trailer? Yes. Oh man, I loved it. I mean, we are gonna like Disney are gonna fucking kill in subscriptions from this yeah water and a good way to tell the story you couldn't really do this in a movie right like because i think they were going to for a while and they were going to do this as a kenobi movie no like this is great um and alex do you know i love the quotes in it do you know the the best quote from it was when um you know it kind of showed the landscape and he went the war is over we lost. He's bloody done it. He's bloody done it. Oh, he beat me to the punch. I was planning it. No, you weren't. I was. I was planning it. What were you planning? What uh, was it? Uh, I mean, my, was my, that a Batman one? My was original it? plan was to do a Batman one, but the, yeah, com- but the yeah. conversation was too good. I couldn't get it done. <laughs> and then, I, and then I brought up Jared Leto and House of Gucci, and I'm like, well, I've directly referenced it now, so I can't then very well do the impression. But mark did my you, words, did you, you'll did you never see that, it. Though? No, you'll never see it coming next. You time. never saw that coming. No, no, no I, I could have got away with it. I saw that. I saw. That <laughs> no, you did away fuck my, oh you didn't see that you didn't prove fucking, me wrong it's because i sat back in the chair you yeah. have to sit back in the chair yeah as soon as that doesn't count and seeing me sit okay. back in the chair is not Fair. you seeing it coming Do you know what i love i love that i love that it happened i love that it happened if, if i may say that if i may if i may give you some uh constructive feedback you still sound like a man trying to do an italian accent it's not it's not full isn't Mario. that what jared Le- isn't that what jared leto is doing yeah no but it's too it, it's still uh, yeah you haven't and gone full mario over and we are lost anyway um but sorry back back to kenobi yeah, star wars I, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we are a music podcast. Yeah. What about the fucking music? Absolute chills. Ugh. Oh my god! Like, so for, first, I'm I'm all in anyway, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm all. But but by the way, I saw this. I saw this trailer the day I went to see the Batman. I came home late at night, and then I turned on YouTube, and it was just there. So I had a great day. Yeah, that's a good day. <laughs> I had a great day, and I came in, and then you just get this nice voiceover. You've got that kind of like twinkle you know that kind of star wars oh yeah, 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 um, yeah and he's like oh the war is over we've lost da, 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 da. and then god on joe the yeah, face yeah, and i yeah. went oh shit yeah, yeah. yes all in and then as if that wasn't good enough as if that wasn't enough 
they then went into Battle of the Heroes from episode three do, later. Do, li- do, do, exactly. Do, 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 do. And, oh. and, oh. Just, Which... just that sold me. And that, that is the main reason why. I watched it immediately. Oh. Again, I watched it immediately again. There are, are not that many trailers where I'll finish watching it and be like, I'm watching that again. Oh, yeah, I but watched it twice too. I, yeah, I, I, I watched well. it twice immediately. And it was a, so exciting. Right up a lot of views, this trailer. Yeah, I cannot wait for this. Oh, I my mean, God. It's, it, it's going to be legendary. Ewan McGregor looks stunning as well, doesn't he? He does. He's a, he's a specimen, isn't he? But the story looks really compelling as well. The, mm. it, the story looks super compelling. Like the, We don't the, really the, know what it is. I mean, we know the Inquisitors. Well, we in, know... Inqui- Inquisitors hunt, hunting Jedi. And, you know, we hear the Grand Inquisitors uh, voicing, like, you know, the Jedi code is like an itch. They can't help it. They'll always mm. come. They'll always come out and we'll get them and stuff like that. And it's a really compelling thing. And it also, I, I really like how it might explain Uncle Owen's, like, protectiveness of Luke. Yeah. Like, yeah the obsessive yeah. protectiveness of Luke later on, where he's like, no, you're going to be a fucking farmer forever. Fucking deal with it. And yeah. it might be as a result because of this. And he hates Obi-Wan, like, you know, crazy. That 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 guy's just a crazy old man. Stay away yeah, from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, because he's because of this story. Like, and you know, I think I think I think for every other franchise. I I'm self-aware to, enough to know that Star Wars can do as much wrong as they want and I won't care. But I think yeah. for any other franchise I'd say no, stop trying stop trying to like fill in holes with little stories here and there, but I don't care. I really really don't care. I will gobble everything up that Star mm. Wars throws at me mm. for for good or ill. Cough mm. Rise of Skywalker and mm. cough. Yeah. Um yeah, uh cannot wait. And um you know, obviously Hayden Christensen <coughs> is is in this movie. Um we may TV not series. TV series, sorry. On um, Hollywood Reporter, um, sort of two days ago, I've just released a really interesting article um, about, well, basically the headline is Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, Darth Maul scenes have been cut and Luke Skywalker replaced during creative overhaul. Um, Maul, Ray Park, uh, who, who originated the character with The Phantom Menace, was expected to reprise as the character but was then written out according to multiple sources. Okay. So Obi-Wan will include plenty of familiar faces when it debuts in 25th, but one star's fan favorite will be noticeably absent. Maul, a chief antagonist of Ewan McGregor's, Ewan McGregor, uh, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi, who first appeared in The Phantom Menace, is not expected to appear in the series. But sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that not only was the Sith Lord initially slated, uh, initially slated to return to the live-action Disney Plus series as a key villain, actor Ray Park was in prep to reprise the role. That, okay. however, was before those scenes were scrapped amid a creative overhaul that ultimately saw the antagonist, including Darth Vader, added to the show. Right. Basically, they have swapped Darth Maul and Darth Vader, uh, Darth Vader and Darth Maul around. Now, okay. I don't know how I feel about this because... I mean, let's put the context of this. Would you think it's because they were looking at season two? Because I think there is a season two for Obi-Wan Kenobi already on the cards. Mm. Do, you, do you think they're doing Darth Vader season one, Maul season two? Because you would have, you would have wanted not. to do it the other way around, I've, I would have thought. So I've not heard anything, I've not heard anything about Obi-Wan Kenobi season two, right? Mm. So that's, mm. new, that's news to me. I was under the impression that it was a one and done. 
which mm. which I'm a big fan of. If, yeah, they, yeah. if they can do it in in a one and done, I'm I'm all for it. Frankly. And they really should. They really should. No, for they, the story. They, they really should. If if it's, it's a protected a, timeline. Yeah. If it's it, exactly and yeah, they're they're already messing with it. Don't mess with it too much, or you're just going to unravel it. But I think we have lots of Obi Wan versus Maul in you know, the extracurricular stuff, the animated TV series. There's quite a lot of, there's a lot of confrontation in yeah. the Clone Wars. There's a, there's a really good final confrontation in Rebels. And Rebels is canon. Rebels mm. is canon. Like, spoiler alert, Obi-Wan kills Maul. Mm. In, again. Uh, <laughs> yes, again, in Rebels. And that's how it ends. And because I think we know that that's how it ends, I don't think... I don't think it's that interesting to have them duke it out in live action on yeah. the uh, as we and I, and I know that we know how Vader versus Obi Wan ends because obviously a New Hope, but I don't know. There's just something that's that bit that much more compelling to me. Mm. But pro- well, I, probably because they've got a much deeper personal character connection. Yeah, I mean, I do think we're gonna get another rehash of Obi Wan versus Darth Vader again in this. Um, are we gonna get it on Mustafar? very unlikely but some uh, of the ho- shots some of the artwork is, is demonstrating this i i i you know I, I take it or leave it i think the inquisitors inclusion alone are are brilliant yeah. um and it has led me to i am going to come out with my callum prediction you oh, ready go for on. this yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah, my callum prediction right cal kestis is going to be in this i would love it if cal kestis was in this i think cal kestis is going to be in this yeah i i I'd be inclined to agree with you, actually. I think he's going to be in this because mm-hmm. you can put Cameron Monaghan in. Of course, that, you can you? because it's Cameron Monaghan in the game. Like it just yeah. is. It's just a digital Cameron Monaghan. They look. They look identical. And like, that's, that's a not... smart move. Yeah, that's an intelligent it? move by Disney isn't and it? by EA to let that character come in because then you're selling Fallen Order too, and it's canonical to Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. And also doesn't feel cheap. Like that would no. feel really good, I yeah. think, to me. Ashoka's made her way in. I mean, we're probably gonna get some Ahsoka flashbacks in this as well. I mean Maybe. I don't know. This is gonna be chunky. This is gonna be chunky, mate. I'm so looking forward to And this. it's oh, you and McGregor. It is. Oh. We've got other stuff. We were we said we were gonna be brief. We have other stuff to talk about as well, don't uh, we? Oh yeah, I know we do. Do we wanna do it quickly? I mean we're we're pretty late in this, or do we wanna wait till the I mean do we well, Miss Marvel? I mean, the Miss th- Marvel there's trailer. a Miss Marvel trailer, yeah, there is, yeah. I mean, I, again, loved this trailer. Thought it was really, really great. It's very teen pop. I mean, like Marvel, I like the directions that they take their shows in. They're they're being very deliberate. And yeah. they're a little bit heavy-handed with this one, I do think. But I think it's good. You know, I, I, I encourage the diversity of yeah. story type. You know, we're getting a, a fun, you know, silly thing. Yeah, there um, is. I, th- I think it's got a very Disney Channel vibe. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's does. not a criticism at no, all. No, it's not. Actually. I know, I know. Yeah, like I think th- there was very much an era of, shall, you know, can we say Clueless or the Lizzie McGuire show, or some or something like that, which is you know teen girl high school comedy thing. But to have that in the context of like yeah, a yeah. Marvel superhero, I actually think is quite compelling. Actually. Oh, I think it's really compelling. What I would go on as far to say is 
this is the first Marvel thing because because you know there's a lot of Star Wars stuff that's extracurricular, which you've obviously watched a fair bit of. Yeah. All of the extracurricular stuff from Marvel, I've watched everything. So yeah. I've watched. I'm fully up to date. This might be the first thing. I'm like, I don't feel I need to watch this, or I'll watch it when it comes. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, I'll yeah. watch it when it's all released. I'm not gonna like get drip fed this. Okay. But but I like that because as I said, it provides diversity of characters and diversity of like story points. I don't need to see this thing to see other things. Yeah. And yeah. it means that it's I've got hope to be weaned off of the 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 hash pipe that is the Marvel series. Yeah. Possibly. The, the, the crack pipe that is the Marvel series. Although so, yeah. it is this character of, of Miss Marvel going to be in the Marvels? Yeah. Well, I think so. I mean, I think which this is, is a gonna movie. Be, exactly. And which I think means it's gonna you be. Will need to know about i know it. and i will and i will of course. Yeah. but 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 you know i've got every faith that actually this character and this story it, it's it's going to be as extracurricular as it needs to be yeah. to keep the kind of the story because obviously they're still they they can still do post production stuff and see what yeah, the fans yeah. are you know because, because it's an experiment right this is an experiment if yeah. this goes if this goes the way of fucking what was that one that went utterly horrendously for Marvel and they they didn't even begin to try and include it not not the not the Inhumans stuff. Was it oh, the that was the worst. Yeah, the, the Inhumans. Inhumans the Inhumans, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Inhuman stuff. I mean, I, I dare I say, I don't think, I think those days are well in the past of Marvel. But I mean, if this had the Inhuman smell about it, they might pull the lead a little bit on the Marvels. But I mean, you know, God, it, who's it to seems, say? It, it seems at this point impossible for Marvel to not hit at least like... I think the lowest their bar can be set is mm. still high enough that everyone will say it's great. And I don't think it's... Mm. Ad- I, I mm-hmm. think they've got mm-hmm. this down to a fine art where they can't actually make something that completely misses the mark at all. Oh, anyway. I want to capture that phrase and send it out to you because one day... I know. Well, mate, <laughs> one day the MCU is going to be told it's not what it used to be. Of course. And that, and that, and that 5 out of 10 IMDb review is going to come through. I know, I know, but... It is interesting. I, uh, no, I know, I know, I know. No, no, I know. You, yeah, I, you, you, know right. what, you know what I'm saying, but also yeah. if... if A couple of days ago, I, was, I think I was talking to my sister about this. I was looking back at the MC, MCU and every movie is actually a trailer for the for the larger thing isn't it yeah 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 and i think the bigger it gets the cheaper it all looks oh totally totally yes of course personally because i, I think, think yeah. i think i personally have gone past the thing of isn't it amazing that we have this enormous inter- interconnected franchise Mm-hmm. isn't that incredible whereas i'm beginning to see it as the kind of money printing machine that it is yeah, yeah to be honest yeah. I'm, I'm still on board for like the individual movies and i get a lot of entertainment value out of it but i don't know it's lost a little it's lost a little bit of magic yeah for yeah. me for me by now to be honest just just knowing that going into one of these new things just means that i'm i'm it's almost like I'm pre-ordering the next five things at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just chicken feed to the to these people. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, you totally. I don't know. I mean, but, but, but look, this looks great. I'm really excited for the Marvels. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Also, Marvel first, special. first, uh, first Muslim main character. Awesome. I we love like, it. We like that. I love that. That is, that is so cool, though, isn't it? Yeah. Good. And, but they do, they show that, aren't they? They're all praying. Um, I, I love yeah. that. I was it's like, fantastic. let's do this. It's fantastic. Um, excellent. Right. What do they have to do now, right. Alex? Now they've got to go the, uh, onto the Apple Podcast app, find us on there, give us a cheeky little five-star rating, if you please. Mm-hmm. You can also leave us a review on there. Te- mm-hmm. uh, you can tell us what you think of the show. If you don't want to do that, you can tell us your favorite movie or favorite movie soundtrack. We'd love to see, read, and hear all of it. You can also find us on loads of other platforms where you listen to your podcasts, such as Spotify mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. the soon-to-be-defunct Acast app. Don't know why I keep mm-hmm. plugging that one, but there we go. And uh, if you want to get more directly in touch with us, we have an email address as well. That is motionspod at gmail.com. You can also catch us on the gram. And thank you very much to KTC Graphic Design for the wonderful artwork in which you're probably looking at right now and going, wow, that's bloody good. It's bloody beautiful is what it is. Um, That's the show. That's us for this week. We're good. We are. Sorry for the elongated Batman review. We just, we had a lot to say. It's funny. Whenever we like something that much, we just waffle. Talk yeah. a lot of shit, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to fucking edit that one. I'll tell you that. You're making me work for it. Excellent. Yeah. Um, what are we doing next week? Good question. We're doing a thing, aren't we? We are. Might be doing another topic. Topic went well last week. I think so. That was a lot of fun that last week. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Could t- go go I, and I, listen to it if you haven't. If you haven't heard, you haven't heard for it. We read yeah, some YouTube comments and it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. I um, I've got an, I've got a, I've got an interesting topic we could do next week. Let's talk Ooh. off air. We might, we might do a short. We might do a long. Right. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, until then, we'll speak to you next time. Bye now. All right, guys. Ta ta.